night and the fields are ripe with the tassel on the corn. Alright guys, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys. Glad to be back. Jimmy a little Yes. Yes. Um so glad to be back with you guys again. Our season's over, but there's still plenty to talk about on the yeah, college football landscape. We can, so we can ride that Iowa win for nine months, <laughs> ten months, whatever it is. That's cool. Uh, and and Carriker did send out a reminder to everybody that we are better than Iowa. So let's and not we have forget that. And yes, and we have better corn. Um, so, anyways, I, I think there's a lot to talk about. There's been a lot that's happened over the last week. Um, we already, our last show, Rule had already been hired. Um, there was a lot of things out there. We talked last week about what he might do with some of the coaching staff. Um, obviously, the fate of everybody on that staff is gone. It's gone. Um, There's a lot of hope, of course, for Bill Bush. But, you know, yeah. I, I understand, you know, it's the new coaching staff. He's got to do what he's got to do. So, um, but, you yeah. know, the other one, of course, was Mickey, which just to shortly on him, I, I feel like he was going to be retained. But everything that happened afterwards, he's now he's on paid administrative leave. I would guess he's, you know, he's probably not going to be on staff anymore. But he uh, again, might not coach for a while. Again, we, we got to let due process play out there on the legal side of things. We're not lawyers. We, we weren't there. Nobody else was there. Lots of rumors went around, too. But um, for yeah. ho- hope the best for his family. Yes. Um, that's you know, the one that, thing I'd say is hope the best for his family, and that's about it. Yep, so we're not going to touch any more on Mickey, um, probably any more at all. So um, let's let's talk, though, about the rest of the coaching staff. So he's already got some new guys hired on. He's already made some decisions. He had a pretty good pool of money to, to spend. Um, and he went after his guys. He, that he's, he did. You know, that he had at Baylor, that he had Temple, um, that he had Carolina, guys that he's, you know, his, his guys. And I know that people are not necessarily – fans of that just because it's another like oh frost is bringing in his boys but at the same time you know what he had worked yeah and so he's bringing those same guys in to try to you know do that same thing and so i'm okay with that well and and frost frost brought in guys that didn't have that nfl experience they or, had they they had they didn't have the experience that the guys that or even a program in. rebuild experience they yes. had you know, a year or two together where they had some success. Yes, a lot of success in that one year or two years, whatever. But not the the program rebuild yep. success. Yeah. So, so so we have. Uh, let's talk about these coaches. So we got a running backs coach, EJ Barthel, who's he was recently at Connecticut at, at Connecticut running backs coach. Um, he he's been with. Yeah. yeah I mean, again, we. Huskies average nearly 200 rushing yards per game. So that's a huge – that's something we haven't done on average in a very long time. Different conference, of course, but um, I, I like what he brings. Again, he's got some strong East Coast connections. Um, he's and even just trying to run the ball. He was in Carolina. He was at Temple. Um, he was also at Penn State in 2017, helped them bring on a top six recruiting class. Um, Did so, they have Saquon in 20? Sounds about right. Time? Yeah, I'm sure okay. they did. Okay. So, again, I think that's a good pickup. And, yes, it's somebody – I mean, who the heck wants to coach and try to coach a new team and rebuild a team that desperately needs um, to rebuild and get better with guys you have no cohesiveness with, you never coached with? I think it's a good thing. But the difference is he didn't just coach with these guys last year. Right. He, they weren't all coaching at the same time. He's bringing in coaches from different experiences right. that have coached at more than he's, just the college he's level. He's not just bringing all of his coaches that he had with him at Carolina. I mean, yes. you know, Satterfield was at South Carolina yep. as a coordinator. You know, I mean, well, we can go down the line. Most but. exciting for me is Corey Campbell, the strength and conditioning coach. He's a beast. That guy will rip your head clean off his shoulders. He's huge, like terrifyingly huge. Yeah, now, it's funny because I was talking to my father-in-law. He's like, that's what you want your strength and conditioning coach to look like. Now, no offense, Duval, but you didn't look like that. Um, you did not look like you were in very good shape, Duval, <laughs> if you will. So, and I'm not in good shape. No, I'm just saying. A little bit different. So we are looking at Corey Campbell. paid millions. Corey Campbell's ginormous. So, again, he was with Carolina. Um, he was also at Baylor. So he's got experience with him. Uh, he's a Georgia graduate. He was at. He also did some uh, coaching over at Purdue and Cincinnati. So he's got he's got experience. Um, and so 
he was also a two-year letter winner, special team standout from the Bulldogs, 2010-13. So a previous player. So hopefully he helps a little bit on getting the special teams um, keep going in the right direction. Yeah, so. because we've been – we were pretty solid with that with Bill Bush. Uh, we got Evan Cooper on the secondary. Um, Evan Evan played at Temple when Rule was the assistant coach. Um, again, he did some play, director of player personnel with Miami. He was also with Baylor and Temple in the same position. Um, so he was also recruiting coordinator for Baylor in 2019 uh, and three seasons in Waco. So, again, he played a large role, um, top 35 recruiting class. We're getting – one thing I've noticed about all these guys are bringing in, Jimmy – they all have recruiting experience. He's, These aren't just specialists. These are guys that have been recruiting, recruiting, recruiting in yeah, all their roles. He had a top fifteen recruiting class at Baylor yeah. in, in twenty you know twenty eighteen. So Yep. So excited um, about that one. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't be upset with that. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, we have a strength and conditioning coach that looks the part. Absolutely, Casey. That's my favorite part about him. I'm looking forward to um, seeing what what changes with strength and conditioning, um, we also let go of our um, the the diet dietitian, with the nutritionist, uh, nutritionist dietitian, whatever. Yeah, nutritionist, um, and he was a nutritionist for the entire athletic department, not just football. Oh damn! Yeah. So okay. Um, but I, obviously, a big part of football it's your biggest money maker for the school. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens there. But you you compare you. Pair good nutrition with strength and conditioning. Again, I, those two are a big connection, and I think maybe why we weren't doing as well. And maybe lay off those. Uh, I know that the muchachos burritos are delicious, um, but maybe not eat so many of those burritos. Maybe for us, not for them. <laughs> I can barely. I one of those things is the size of my head. So, um, but again, yeah, very good hire there. Uh, Ed Foley, special teams coordinator. I mean, our special teams took leaps and bounds from 2021 to 2022. Totally agree. We were making field goals. It wasn't we sent our field goal kicker out. We're not thinking, oh, crap, we don't have a chance to make it. It was, hey, we're going to get three points on the board. Yes. We blocked a lot. Which of is kind of sad to think about, yeah. but we had fallen that far. Yep. We had. Uh, Foley's been on rural staff for eight of his ten seasons as a head coach, uh, okay. including the last four seasons. So he's got a lot of experience, not only with him, um, but again, NFL experience. Uh, he was at Temple. Um, you know, he, he's just he's a guy, another recruiter too. So special teams ranked was in the top twenty-five nationally four times in his last five seasons at the college level. So again, nothing to nothing to shy away from. We need that coordinator still there. Uh, we did have our kickoff specialist leave. Um, I can't remember his name, but again, you can find those. That that's just a kickoff specialist. Not worried about that. It's not um, hard. Just kick the ball as kick, far as you can. Kick the ball out of, out of the end zone. Um, yes, not out of bounds. Not out of bounds. Uh, we got Ter- uh, Terrence Knighton for defensive line. Um, he's going to be his third season with Rule staff. So again, th- he hasn't coached with Rule a lot, but this is going to be his third season. Um, he was in. He played in isn't, the NFL. Uh, isn't he pork chop? I believe, yeah, I think so. Yeah, poor yeah. chap. He's big, big dude. Yep, he cool. defensive lineman. He was at a defensive lineman at Temple, um, third round draft pick. Um, you know, We're trying to, yeah. to rule the trenches. If rule, you will. rule the trenches. That's all I care about. <laughs> so hey, that guy, if you've seen him, he's huge. He's a beast. Um, so excited to have him on board as well. Yeah, um, I agree about the uh, Colorado game. Now that. Uh, Prime has gone to Boulder. Yes, um, yeah. So that's that's a huge hire for Colorado getting Deion Sanders. I'm I'm a little surprised that that's the best offer he had. You know, he had more than one Agreed, offer out there because people were saying he was going to come here and that he wasn't interested in the job, but that he would end up taking the Colorado job. I mean, I I don't think Trev was going after him. I, I think I think it was it was too much of a reach. Mm-hmm. Like for Trev to bring in Deion Sanders. And then not have it work out, it would have cost Trev his job. Oh, so yeah. He couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that game's going to get a little interesting. But he could be pretty good. Colorado's in the worst team in the Pac-12. Um, and one of the bottom feeders of the Power Five, kind of like us. Yeah. But we play them next year, so that'll be interesting. Yes, and it's in Lincoln, isn't it? I think next year's in Boulder. Is it in Boulder next year? Yeah, because we did. Yeah, that's right. I think we play at Minnesota, at Boulder. Yep. 
back okay. to back to start next year. So okay, Matt yeah, Rule needs to uh, get things on board pretty quick because we got two road games starting. Yeah, and, and Wisconsin. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm a, again. I'm a little surprised. Colorado. Um, maybe he likes snow. Just seems like it seems like a really weird a weird landing spot for especially for after Dion. the school that he was at. But anyway. yes, but we'll see. Uh, good for him. Congratulations, uh, offense coordinator. Uh, we do not know defense coordinator yet. That is still up in the air. I haven't seen anything on it. I don't know who's on the radar for defense coordinator. You been would trying to keep tabs on it, but I'm I'm really not sure what's going. Yeah, on. I haven't seen anything yet. But we do, we got Marcus Satterfield, uh, offense coordinator. So um, he's was currently at South Carolina this year. Uh, we got twenty four Tennessee by a hundred points, and they yes, beat by Clemson. <laughs> no. They they killed Tennessee, and they beat Clemson. So yep, I mean that's promising. He has six years uh, working with Rule at Temple and Baylor combined, and he worked at the Panthers for a little bit too. So he's got twenty four years of coaching experience. Um, so that's that's huge to be able to bring him on. Um, Eleven years as an offense coordinator. Uh, he was two years head coach Tennessee Tech. So he's got a lot of experience. Um, really, really excited. A lot of a lot of guys. A lot of people are like, "Oh, he wasn't calling plays in those two games they won against Tennessee and Clemson." I mean, even last year they were not a bad team. So um, I don't know. I feel like again, it's it's all up in the air. I don't think I don't think any of these hires are bad. So for people that maybe don't like the hires, I think you just need to kind of take a step back and again wait to see what happens. Well, and you also too have to understand that. As much as it sucks, we might have to be a little patient. It might take a year or two. It might. A little bit different. So here's the I difference. I think it's a little bit different than their previous regimes of rebuilds. They were kind of, you know, we we haven't been great, but I think we're in a better spot, at least, like, talent-wise, yep. than Temple and Baylor were. Um, That's safe to say. So, it, it, you know, depending on how many players we can keep... But uh, well, and, and that's, I think we're in a different spot. That's the other piece of it. It's not just yes, it is. We are we're not in a full rebuild, but we are in a rebuild. Brand new coaching staff coming in. Yes, uh, we've been scraping the bottom of the barrel for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Far know, too long. Dirt in our fingernails, just trying to get back up. I think and we still beat Iowa. Just saying. <laughs> but Jimmy, why is this so different? From when he was at Temple and Baylor and started off his first year really slow and then got better from there. Why is this so different? What is there now that was not there when he was at those two schools? NIL. And? <laughs> uh, transfer portal. <laughs> so those two things, he's he's going to hit the portal hard. I feel like our, offense, our, our coaches on the lines are going to hit that portal hard. I think so too. And... Try to figure out how can we get guys in here to create an immediate impact. Whether they have one-year eligibility, two-year, three-year eligibility, guys that have played. We also know what happens when a coach loses their job or they go to another school. What generally tends to happen? Um, a lot of players leave because they want to follow the coach, right? Right. The The one thing that will be definitely interesting is, is you know, just – and maybe he's just saying the right things, and he's getting paid a lot of money. But he's definitely saying the right things. He is a developer. He wants players that he can bring in and have for three, four, five years. Yes. He said that yep. across multiple platforms. We've all heard it. But what does that? I mean, how does that translate with with the portal? Yeah. I mean, does does he want you know? And some of those guys in the portal, they they could come in for two, three years, whatever. Yeah. But even if it's only for a year, I mean, can 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 he bring them in and, and develop them in, in a season yep. and have them be, you know, a, a top-notch player? You know, we don't know at this point. We don't know anything for yes. another 10 months. Yes. So um, it's I'm, very, years before that. I'm very curious to see how that does play out because I think that he probably can bring in a lot of talent in the portal. Yep. You know, the portal is a... I love hate, right? Like, you know, you have players bounce, and you're like Ernest Houseman, seriously. But then you also can bring in a player, you know, like a Trey Palmer. Yep. And so it's like I said, it's a love hate. And, a, and, can, and we brought in Washington and 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 Casey, and Casey Thompson. Yep. <laughs> you know, so can we bring in players that we can develop in a in a short period of time for 
quick success is yes. is a big question mark for me and I hope. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think again, you're you're not just talking about guys that have experience at the college level. You're talking about guys that have coached in the NFL. A lot of experience. They're not new at this. And so that gets me just excited because if I was in college and I'm getting recruited by uh, the running backs coach or defensive line coach. Right. And they're like, hey, here are some of the guys that I've coached. Go watch some film on them. See what they're doing. That's me. Like, I have coached them. This is what I'm doing in the NFL. This is what I did at Baylor. This is what I did at Temple. Did you see what that? I did at Georgia. Did you like, see that video that Amir put out yesterday? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he was only there for a short time with Carolina. But, you know, and I've heard Matt Rule's kind of a dork. He's kind of a weird guy. So, but his that, dad, his dad's a preacher. Uh, yeah, which I mean, kind of you, you get to understand when he talks. It's like oh, I kind of get it now. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> so, I mean, if you if you saw that, um, it was great. And mm-hmm. he, you know, said he's just a great, great, great human being. Yep. Um, and I think that can translate to success. Well, and I, I mean, I sure hope so. I, I hope for. Anybody out there that is not on board with Rule yet and they're looking at social media, whether it be Twitter or Facebook, you got to understand a lot of Carolina Panther fans absolutely hate him. Yes, they and do. And they, it's not Husker fans that are talking a lot of crap. It's Carolina Panther fans who absolutely despise him. And cool, I don't give a, but I don't care about the NFL. But but they're the ones. They're the ones commenting on him, saying he's the worst coach ever. Actually, some are like, I hope he has success in Nebraska. So he sucked at Carolina, but like you got to give him a chance. It's two different sports, man. I've said it time and time again. NFL and college football are two different sports, as far as you know, a coach goes. You have. Guys in the NFL that are holding out for contract extensions and more money. Yep. And, you know, guys that, you know, are going free agent or whatever, or the, or their agents are just involved in yeah. the day-to-day. College football is just honestly about bringing in kids and developing them. And I think that that's what Matt Rule is really good at. Yeah. So I, I think it was probably a dream of his to go to the NFL. And he, you know, obviously – Got to do that and didn't work out. And I think he could have sat on the couch and got paid 40 mil. Yeah. And he was like, I want to develop players. I want to I want to try this again. Like, if he brings us back from the depths of hell, he would be a legend. Yes. And I think that's what he <laughs> hopes for. And I'm hoping for that too. My My brother, my brother today, he goes, I hope to one day – See fans hate Matt Rule, not Husker fans, fans outside of Nebraska and Nebraska fans. Other fans of other teams hate Matt Rule the way he hates Nick Saban. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, that would be a compliment to anybody between him and Dabo and some of these other coaches. Like, that's a compliment. If someone from another team and fan base is going to hate you that much, that means you're doing something right. Um, so, Casey, you asked about the defense coordinator. They're looking at, uh, I think it was Schumann was his name. Um, yeah, Glenn Schumann from Georgia. I've heard a lot of uh, rumors oh, really? that, that that could be the potential guy they're going after, which is why we haven't heard anything on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. It's, it's somebody who is current. I believe it's somebody that's currently coaching, and Schumann's been a guy that's been thrown around a couple times. That would times. make sense why we haven't hired D.C. because they're still playing. So uh. if he lands defense coordinator from Georgia – the number one team in the country. Is it actually the DC at Georgia? He's the de- right now. He's the he's the youngest. I believe he's the youngest as well, youngest defense coordinator uh, in the country. I believe that would be a for rules a good hire. That would be a home run hire. Oh, for sure for Nebraska. And because you see what Georgia's doing on the field, we, offensively and defensively. We also Man. have to keep in mind that we haven't made a bowl game since 2016, and. The college football playoff is expanding to 12 teams. So yes. we don't have in to be in the top four. In three or four years, we could be in the top 12. I'm just saying. We could. 
We could, oh, man, we got to talk about that, too. Shit. Um, so, again, I think... Well, Casey Thompson say yes or no? I don't know. I hope so. I, it's going to be up to the staff when they come in, offense coordinator, quarterbacks coach, really having those discussions with the current guys that are here. That's a really important discussion with Casey. Um, I think some of that discussion is going to be around, hey, we're try- we're working on getting this guy and we're working on getting this guy. Here's some guys in the portal we're working on. If they can have that discussion with them on who they're bringing in, you already got Marcus Washington. Alante Brown. Is Marcus Washington staying? I haven't heard anything that he's leaving. Is Garrett Nelson staying? I don't know yet. Okay. We need to keep Casey Southern Thompson man. and we need to keep Garrett um, Nelson. A healthy Casey Thompson with a better, more conditioned offensive line is, with I think, is dangerous. Um, Alante Brown. Um, I really wish, really wish we could keep Vocalek, uh, but I know he's going to be gone. That, that guy, he's got NFL talent. He's another Jack Stoll type talent. Like he, he's how old good. is he? Twenty four. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Casey, that'd be a great hire. Um, I know. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Casey wants to transfer again. Because if he transfers again, he's got to sit out. I, I don't even know that he... He's got to sit out a year. If, if anything, I think he would just move on to his career because I had heard that he had a solid plan in place. I think he's married. I think he has a kid. Damn. Call it, college. I'm pretty sure. College 20, is a lot different now than 20, when I went to college. I, he's 24 years old. I mean, it's different. He's not 18, 19 years old. I yeah. mean, I'm pretty sure he's got a solid plan in place, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But I, I've heard a lot of really good things about Harburg. And not only his work ethic, but his skill level, um, his arm. I, I think we have. If Casey doesn't stay again, I think we got to hit the portal. We got to get him. If he's like, not, if he's not staying, go after Nate Glance. For God's sakes, go talk to him. Get him an offer. Get him to Nebraska. He sat in the wings at Iowa State. They didn't even get him on the field, and their quarterback sucked. Their quarterback absolutely And their sucked. backup was not good. There's no way that Nate was not better than both those guys, and that drives me nuts. Matt Campbell, I, I'm sorry, man. You should have played him because you guys wouldn't have finished last in the Big 12. And how Cade McNamara is going to Iowa, I will never understand. But they have the worst offense in the country. But g- good luck. And worst offense coordinator. No, man. <sighs> yeah, I, you know, I, I hope, I hope they give Glance a shot. At least talk to him. Um, Keegan Johnson is another guy to look out for the wide receiver. I think. Cool. I think. Sorry, I know we said we wouldn't say it, but I think if we had Mickey, we'd probably get him. But I don't know. We could I, still get him. Again, I I don't know that that matters at this point in time. Like, yes, it, it, it may have pulled him in, but whoever, the, the other guys coming in, the other coaching staff with Rule there, and he's Nebraska legacy. Like, There's no way you can tell me he didn't want to play where his dad I played. I can't imagine what went through his head to go to Iowa. I'm sorry, Iowa fans, but why he would go to Iowa, I just cannot fathom it. Think about the previous coaching staff. Who's trying to recruit him? They obviously didn't recruit him. Or they didn't recruit him well. So yeah. so for a kid, if my dad played for Nebraska, I would love to go and play at the same school my dad played at. How awesome would that be? I guarantee Keegan's got Nebraska on his in his vision. And I guarantee Nebraska is out there reaching out to him, wanting to talk to him. I think if Matt Rook would snag him, that would do a lot of benefits for him. It'd just be a home run for – that's what I texted you the other day. I said it'd be a home run for both sides. Yes. Because – Fans that are on the fence would be like, okay, we can get, we can bring a kid because he was awesome as a freshman. Yes, yeah. he didn't, he didn't play much this year because he was hurt. He's hurt, yeah. But if he could bring a player like that back and steal him from Iowa, I mean, it's just like there's so many things that just yeah. like hit on that that it would just be so right. And it was funny, you know, a lot of times you get people that leave and and fans would be like, oh, like. They're just a baby. They don't want to compete. This and that. Right. But That's what everybody the people, the people, they lost, Iowa lost a running back too. I can't remember if it was their. And they lost Isaac Bricks. They lost yes. their best receiver yes. too. So people see that, and Iowa fans, God bless you, because your response is I don't know how you could be a fan. Well, your response is all about Brian Ferentz and Kirk Ferentz and how awesome, awful they are, and this is the reason why they're leaving. It has nothing to do with the kids. So I com- I commend you for that because it's true. Like. If you're the top wide receiver and another wide receiver, you're a running back, and you are a good player, and you're playing for a crap offense when your MVP on your team is your, is your punter, you don't want to be there. You don't. So good for these guys for saying, hey, I don't want to play for Iowa because I don't want to play for Iowa. And cool, longest tenured coach in college football. But, yeah, 
So it I sucked. I think And we beat your ass. Sorry. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska's given Bruce a look too. So just think Very about cool. you know, we've had some guys leave as well. I'd say right now the biggest hit is Houseman and I it am is. absolutely I'm shocked. shocked because he must have really been a fan of Rude. A yep. huge commit for Rude. That, and that or them SEC schools are are hitting him up. I don't think he's a freshman. He only played like four games. He played in twelve. He played in twelve games. I think but he started he, he ten started, games. He, did he really? Because he came in for Henrich. I just don't. Henrich, re- I just don't remember seeing. Maybe he just got better towards the end of the season. When he, was when he came in for Henrich, yeah, I immediately I was like, well, he's a true freshman. Yeah, you got to cut some kid. You know, cut him with some slack. But when he came in. He was slow, and he was missing tackles. He was behind the play, yep. and I was like, oh, it's 15 again. And I'm like, oh, true freshman filling in for a, a captain. That's yes. out. And, and, and by the end of the season, he was the best, almost the best player we had on defense. And he's a Nebraska kid. He's Yeah, I think he's from Columbus. Thanks, Casey. Um, I'm, I just don't get it. I really don't. I, I don't really, And I really hope because I know. Unless he's got an NIL deal with an SEC school. And they're working, you know, kind of behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe. I just don't know what would make him leave. So two things real quick. You just had something pop in my head when you mentioned that NIL. So for one, Houseman, we've talked about it for for the last three weeks on how that kid's going to be a captain next year. Him and Hartzog were the studs. Yes. The end of the season. So, and Gifford. Those three guys are going to be captains, defensive, just gurus on the deep. And now we're losing Houseman. But here's the thing. When he hits the portal, he can still come out of the portal as long as he's not going to another team. So he can still stay at Nebraska. He can. That's, That's still in the picture. So I wouldn't totally count him out. I really hope the coaching staff. I would staff, say Rule needs to go fucking talk to him right now. Sorry. I don't. I yeah. And that's the bad thing about not having a D coordinator right now. But you got you have to get somebody talking to him and, and trying to get. And him even if he just talks to him and says, "Hey, here's our plan for our defensive coordinator. Here's you know." Our Send plan. the house, Trev Alberts. Get out there and talk to him. Yeah. I mean, this is a kid you don't want to lose because we saw what he could do on the field. Yeah. The second thing I wanted to mention. You mentioned NIL. We talk about transfer. Is McNamara from from Michigan? Your team, your team is number two in the country. You didn't even. You're not even on the team anymore. You already left your team before they played in the Big Ten championship game. I hope Iowa gave you a lot of money to split and say I don't want to be here at Michigan anymore to go play for that team. Like you could go to the championship. You could win a ring without even playing. And potentially, guess what? You might potentially play. You might play. McCarthy gets hurt. You're going to have to go in. You're the backup. Yep. So you potentially just screwed your current team, which apparently you don't care. But I just I couldn't believe that. I know. Finish the season. It's like, you know, Drew Pine, he, trans, he yeah. transferred from Notre Dame. Notre Dame, they, yeah. They, they, got, a bowl game. they got a bowl game in. Yes. And I know that. Unbel- they I said, I guess the coaches told him that uh, they're going to be hitting, you know, they're going to be looking in the portal for a quarterback. But still. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe, like I had said, if, you know, it's semester and you're trying to, you know, change school so you can stay on pace. Yeah. You know, I can understand that. But in football, but let's, finish your season. Play your bowl game. But let's be real about Starting Drew, quarterback. Let's be real about Drew Pine. Yeah, starting quarterback at Notre Dame. He is not one of the greatest quarterbacks they've ever had. He is probably one of the worst they've had in the previous 10, 15 years even Agreed. from a quarterback standpoint. So, um, And them, he only came in because Tyler Buckner got hurt. But Yeah, but them saying, hey, we're hitting the portal, I mean, I get it. Good for – like Notre Dame needs to. Like, I think that's a good move on their end to go get a quarterback who is better than Pine because you're going to find one. Um, so, yeah, again, sure. I think that's that's a smart move by Notre Dame. But, I was, you know, hey, you're being honest with these kids. And maybe it's something that Michigan said to McNamara where he's like, hey, I'm going to split. Dude, you want to go before the – you guys are going to be potentially – you're probably going to play for the championship. I think that game against TCU is going to be pretty solid. I think Michigan's but probably I think, going to – I think we're going to see Michigan and Georgia. I think we're going to see Michigan and Georgia 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, anyway, so a little bit about the portal. So we talked about rural coaching staff. I think there's a lot of good pieces there. I think we have a lot of guys – they're going to make a big difference. They're already recruiting. They're going to local 
high schools. They are recruiting Nebraska hard. We got a preferred walk-on from Elkhorn South last night. I think it was uh, Lincoln High School. The uh, I think it was a principal maybe, or might have been the football coach, came on and said, finally, someone found our address. Someone knows we're here. What, what does that tell you about the last coaching staff? Or even the staff of four. You're not freaking recruiting Lincoln? That's where, you're, that's where you play. So I, I'm pretty sure it was the, either, the, again, the football coach or the principal. But Rule took a picture of it, and the guy responded and said, finally, someone knows where we are. You found our address. I mean, that is, that's really damning to our last that couple, probably, probably couple coaching staff, especially another, in the last five years. It's another black eye on Scott Frost, basically. Yeah, it really because is. Because of how many, and how, probably, how many bad yeah. things there are surrounding him. That's another... Yeah. Another bad. So so bad that thing. was awesome. So <laughs> I loved I loved love seeing that. Absolutely loved it because you know that is there's a lot of in state talent that we can recruit. Right. They already threw a scholarship offer out to um, the kicker for Westside. Westside. We already got out that out there. So again, that's huge. And I think that was before Rule was officially hired. It was. It was. It was after that state championship because he made like five field goals in a. 50, but he still got a scholarship offer to come play at Nebraska. I don't care who your special teams coordinator is, you you're probably going to come here, especially being a local kid. And unless you get a lot of you other offers in LA, that NIL. many scholarships to give out. I mean, you have to give one to a kicker, mm-hmm. and to a local kid, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Like, you have to. I mean, look at Alex Henry. Look at Brett yes, Maher. Yes. Like, yes. you have to get these kids. Yes. They were studs. Still are studs. Yes. Brett Maher still kicker for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he I mean, misses I sometimes, mean, but he's pretty I mean, good. you 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 have to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the staff is doing well so far. You see they're hitting the – they've been all over the place, too. They haven't just been in Nebraska. You're seeing, oh, you're seeing you recruits Twitter, all over the country. If you go on Twitter – I, I mean, I, I just see kids pop up all like post all the time of uh, got an offer from Nebraska, got an offer from yeah. Nebraska, and I'm like, all right, here we go. I know it's not going to be perfect next year. We know it's yes. not going to be, it's not going to be a college football playoff year next year, but we're starting to trend yes. in the right direction, yes. in my opinion. Um, Casey, yeah, I mean, Coleman would be great to get back. Yeah, it, it, it would be. I've heard nothing about. I've heard of him kind of being a diva. He's um, definitely a diva, but rightfully so. If but, you watch his highlight, he's a freaking man, like a man amongst boys. Yes. So yes, we do need him though. I'm not saying we don't. I um, just don't know where else he would want to go. I kind of want some divas. We haven't had those types of players I, on our team in a long time that just step up and. I I think he was just so attached to Mickey that once that happened, he was just like, "I'm reopening it." I I, I don't know that he's against committing. But I just don't know who else he cares about yeah. enough to, to go to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and that's the thing. Here's the, but here's the thing. They already went and visited him. Matt Rule is already there. He already went and saw Coleman after he decommitted. That's huge. Again, a decommitment means nothing. Hitting the transfer portal doesn't mean nothing until you go to another school. Yes, all wide receivers are divas. Uh, I do agree with that. And I think you look at some of the great <laughs> – look, look at Randy Moss. I mean, look at – uh, Megatron. Look at Dion. You know, not Dion. Michael Irvin. Like, look at these guys. They are absolute divas. A hundred percent. But when you are Trey Palmer's the, going for ten k. Yeah, when you're one of the best at your craft to do it, I mean, yeah, you're gonna want to make sure you get that attention. So as much as I don't like it, I don't. You know, it's just not me personally. But I do think we need to hit him hard. We need to get him to recommit to Nebraska. It's open. He's still a Nebraska kid. He, we know who he wanted to come and play for, but that doesn't mean he can't come and play for the new Nebraska staff and still do a lot of really great things. Agreed. And, so, you know, I hope, I really hope that we run the ball a lot more. But uh, I'm pretty sure. If we're going to sling it, then we need a guy like Malachi Coleman. I'm pretty sure EJ, uh, after we hired him, and he came on social media, and one of the first things he said was "pound the rock." Yeah, he did. Pound that, the. That was his first rock. tweet, <laughs> and I loved every second. Yeah, of if it. you don't get every single Husker fan on Twitter liking that tweet about pound the rock, 
then you're not a true Husker fan because that's what we want to do. And in Big Ten football, you have to be able to do it. And again, maybe these guys are just really slick talkers and they know what to say, how to tickle us, if you will. But yes and no. I'm very optimistic that that's what we're going to do. Remember, Penn State, 2017, he's coached some good running backs. Um and I can, I mean, I sure hope that we can keep the running backs that we have because we have really, really good running backs. Yes. Um, I think Allen's going to, I think Allen's going to stay. I really hope Allen stays. I feel like he might leave, but I really hope he stays. Um, you know, I feel like Ramir Johnson could be someone that potentially could bounce, and I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. But he could be very good. Um, we, and we talked about this at the very beginning of the season the, the, depth, Gabe Irvin. the depth of our running backs. Yes, we still have Gabe Irvin out there. We have a, a very big running back room. Um, so I'm not really that worried about it. He So, yes, he coached Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders at Penn State. Good Lord. I feel pretty comfortable with him coming in. But, again, it's going to depend a lot on the offensive line. Yes. So, a lot of work to do. Um, but I, I like these coaches, and I like to, I'm excited to see what they do with our team, how that changes from a strength conditioning standpoint. The portal in NIL. I think NIL, more than the portal, is kind of a combination of both are, and we've talked about this before, it's, it's destroying and damaging college football as we know it. Um, it is, again, you got kids that aren't going to compete for a position because they say hey we're going to bring this guy in or uh hey you're going to have to compete against this guy i don't want to i'm just going to go um yeah i'll never understand those kind of things don't really make sense to me i understand people want to you know maybe play for a certain coach they really like this coach they really like you know what he brings to the table what he promised him and hey if i can go play for him at another school and i can transfer and play right away i'm going to do it i get that sometimes but nil had a really long discussion with my dad last night about nil because I think players should be get paid for certain things. The problem is we should get paid for some NIL. We should get paid. Someone needs Just to give saying. us some burritos um, or some beer. But we have kids that are getting cars, given a car. I think Rattler got like four or five cars before he tra- before he transferred. Mm-hmm. So like, do you have to get that back? I don't know. You have guys that are you have kids that are in high school that are getting these deals that are having contact with people for deals before they even go into college for a million dollars, five hundred thousand dollars. Like you don't have to like yeah. Part of it, I'm jealous. Part of right. it is jealousy. Like, are you kidding? Like, you could get a million dollars. You don't got to work. You could go play college football for free. You can go to Texas A and M and suck. You could get free food. Free, free college, room and board. free admission, free room and board, free room and board, free tattoos. You know those guys that are all inked up from head to toe. You're not paying for those tattoos. I have six tattoos. Not a single one of them costs under two hundred bucks. You're not paying for all those. You're getting free stuff. We know this. Trestle got in trouble for it at Ohio State. Before NIL. Before NIL. <laughs> Johnny Manziel got in trouble for signing autographs. For getting 200, 200 bucks for signing autographs. So, guess what? Kid wants to sign autographs. You want him to do a camp. You want him to do certain things. Absolutely pay him. But they're just, it, that's not what NIL was supposed to be. NIL wasn't supposed to be, we're just going to hand you a car. We're going to give you a million dollars before you step foot on the basketball court or on the football field. We knew it was going to happen like that, though. Yeah, well, because they didn't, because it had been coming for like five years, and nobody stepped in to say, here's some guidelines. There's no guidelines at all. Yeah. It's a free-for-all, man. Guys are making like $8 million a year. I just saw, I think it was a girl, I think she's in maybe Kansas or Missouri. She was highly recruited, uh, like track or tennis or something. But West Coast School said, hey, we're going to pay you five hundred or a booster or NIL deal, $550,000 come play at the school. And you're getting a full-ride scholarship. My sister played D1, a low-level D1 volleyball. UMKC. At UMKC. Guess what? Free tuition. She had four of the five years. Free school. Not, not a cheap school. Free. Not only are you getting all the shirts and clothes and shoes and all the pants apparel, and all the apparel for your team. You're getting a backpack. You're getting travel bags. You're getting all these things, and you get free food and you get a stipend. Yep. 
I, that is a lot. Again, NIL is not a bad thing. It's bad because of the way it happened and the way you can't stop it now. No. So like that's I said, why look at Quinn they, Ewers. They open the flood they open the floodgates, man. Yeah. Yep. What he did he have to give did he have to give stuff back I, to Ohio State? That's the thing. Because they gave him like so much money and well, so it wasn't much Ohio stuff. State, it was whatever the NIL deal was, tag two going to Ohio State. I don't know what kind of money is coming in up front. I don't know what kind of contracts are being signed, but if you give someone a car and now it is in their name, they don't gotta give it back. And then they right? bounce to another school, then what? Yeah. Oh, well, and then at that point, you're just SOL, if you ask me. Yeah. Like you, you gave it to that person to try to pimp up your dealership, and then they bounce to another state. Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know. And let, like you said, unless you sign a contract, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that's. I don't know. But how but what we do know is there's crazy money being thrown around to kids that have done nothing on the field yet, and. Even kids who are doing things on the field, crazy amount of money going around on the field. Even DeColdis Crawford, he never played a snap for Nebraska, and he got that SOS heating and cooling yeah. company deal, and rightfully so. I mean, I thought that was cool. That was, it was funny. It was yeah. cool, but he never played a snap because he got hurt, and then now he bounced in the portal. So, yeah. Well, and think about some of these guys that sell merchandise with their name on it, with their number on it. Um, God, who was it? It was someone a couple years ago. Um, that transferred, and they were selling T-shirts, um, and people were buying them. And then he hits the transfer portal. Guess what? They paid for them, and they never got their merchandise. You just got screwed out of money. And so here, little tip, if someone's selling actual clothing with their name on it or their number or image and likeness, don't buy it. It's the biggest scheme in college football. Don't buy merchandise from these kids because the next year they're gone. Yeah, um, it's not like pro football. You can like a pro football player. He transfers teams. You can still go like him and want to watch him and hope he does well. Like Husker players going to the NFL. I hope they all do well. I don't care if they're on the Packers. I still want them to be successful. It just seems like everybody's there for a money grab right now. Yeah, and you can't blame them. Why wouldn't you be? No, you I would be too. Yeah. But there, we can just... have people come give us money. Yeah, we're we're. Pimping out, out an NIL deal right now. Let's Heck go. Yeah, we're pimping it out. <laughs> Burritos and beer. Let's go. Uh, Casey, as you mentioned, you know, there's there's no cap. And again, that that's part of the problem is there's zero guidelines on NIL. And <laughs> and it is it is it is slowly changing. We will talk about the Packers as much as we want. Uh, <laughs> it is slowly uh, changing the college football landscape and recruiting. So not only are these coaches, yeah, it totally is when they're recruiting. Not only are you you have to think about nil. Maybe you're even bringing an nil deal with you on those recruiting well, and, trails. And like I said, Rumza, where are you at? About how do you uh, not have an nil yeah, deal? How do, that's truly incredible. Breakfast, breakfast runs us. Yes, how do we not have breakfast runs us yet? But no, we'll do it. Looking back to the or talking about the the Texas A&M. Yeah, I, I you know I think they had so many guys sign nil deals that that's all they care about. Yeah, and that's why they sucked yeah. so bad this year. Yeah, because all they care about is making money. They don't care about the fucking football game. Sorry, I did it again. <laughs> Which is a little funny because with Jimbo Fisher a couple of years before nil was allowed, there was rumor about the amount of money that was coming into a And M to play, to pay players, and Jimbo's like, "That's ridiculous. We're not paying. The, we're not doing that." I'm like. Yeah, you are, and you still suck. Right. So, yeah, you were, and you can openly admit that. We all know Tennessee was giving people McDonald's bags with cash in it. Like, those things are legal now. Everybody's you don't have been to doing it on. for years. You don't even have to – I mean, you don't even have to hide it now. Some teams did it better than others. So, again, I think there's certain things I would love to see college players get paid for. You want to sign autographs? Hell, yeah. I will give you 10 bucks for an autograph. You're a college kid. I'll give you 10 bucks to sign my helmet. I'll give you 10 bucks for my kid to come and say hi to you and meet you because he watches Husker football with me. Yeah. Absolutely. And you, and, you know, we saw it firsthand with Ooh. JoJo Doman. He signed, what, 200 autographs when he signed our helmet? At 20 and bucks an autograph. They were Those 20 guys, bucks an autograph. And he, he signed, like, 200 in, you know, an hour. And he made himself some money. And cool. That well, was great. Not only him, but Stilly, Nelson, Falk. I mean, imagine going to one of these autograph signings and you have eight guys there. Like, and I you're actually, like, I only actually want to go see Doman. Like, that's, yeah, you're kind of a dick. Yeah. But guess what? 
20 bucks per autograph. Those guys, every single one of them, even Levi Falk, probably took home like three grand. Yeah. They're making three to five and grand. No just one even autographs. knows who he is unless you watch like one season of Nebraska football. Yeah. And that's great. That is, that's fantastic. I love that. He's a that. cool dude. I loved him. But Pay him. Yeah. Pay him for it. Pay him to go run a football camp. Pay him to come to your school. If you want to have him come to your high school and talk, pay him. Man, when I lived in Alaska and I played hockey, I signed autographs. I wish I could have gotten 20 bucks a pop. I'd probably be free. I mean, I had like 20 grand in the bank. You'd have 20 bucks. <laughs> well, no, I'd have more than 20 bucks. I'm telling you that right now. Because you signed for your mom doesn't That's mean you're going to get raped. No, no, no. <laughs> I was at the mall and I had 100 kids lined up and I signed their autographs. Brother. There you go. Anyways, so it's you know it's, it's just taking it's taking college football from college sports to an amateur sport. It, it is not it's and it's gonna to me it's not gonna get better. It never will. It's all oh, gonna, absolutely it's, not. We've already gone down this path where we can't it's turn gonna, back down. It's gonna bounce like they're gonna bounce from the NCAA. Yes, and it's gonna be its own kind of ball game. And the re- the reason to... the reason why I disagree with that is because of ESPN. Yeah, ESPN I, I, I and Fox. Can understand that. I ESPN understand and Fox. That. Right now are the biggest money the two makers. networks holding college football together. As much as I don't like, ESPN. and they have to because it, I mean they're paying they're paying every Big Ten school hundred million dollars a year. Yeah. So there's no yeah I mean there's no way they'll did leave. You, did you see the bear is coming to Fox? Yeah, I did see that, <laughs> and I love the bear. Oh, uh, and, and oh I actually gosh. prefer Fox over ESPN. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. So you know I I think there's a lot of things going on right now in college football. Some great, some not so great. Um, but listen, we got we're watching football still. We're still watching college football. The game itself is amazing. I've this year I've watched more. Sport. I've watched more college football this year as a whole, not just Husker football. Agreed. Than I've watched in a long time. Because Me too. I really want to get that love because there's college a lot. Football. There's a lot of parody this year. I feel like you know Alabama's not in it. Thank God. Clemson's not in it. Like there's there's upsets every week. And I know there's upsets every year, but this year this year just felt different. Like it just seemed like there was a lot of different teams in the mix, yes. like TCU. Um, you know, Michigan beats Ohio State. Um, it just it was more fun this year than yeah. than it has been in in the last probably four or five years, in my opinion. And I do think that is the flip side to the transfer portal and NIL. Is now you're getting, you're getting different players that are gonna consider schools they maybe never would have considered because of the NIL. Hundred percent. So hey, I I wanted to go play here. This is a school that I really want to go to. I'm getting recruited hard by this school, but hey, this school came and offered me more money. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but they're a good school. I want to go play for them. Yep. So now that that's gonna change, distribute talent throughout the country differently. Well, and with it. Jumping to a 12-team playoff, I f- I'm very excited about that because I just feel like the whole landscape of the sport will change because, yeah, the same teams will probably be in the mix. You know, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, you know, everybody like that will still be in the playoff. But mm-hmm. you can also get teams that are, you know, that 7-12 to 12 that what? wouldn't have made the Final Four ever and they can now compete. Look at Utah, what they did this year. Agreed. They beat they beat a good USC team twice, twice. and they they won pretty handily on uh, what they won on like Friday points or something. Oh, they won handily on Friday on on Friday night, and they look they looked like the much better team. Um, look at Kansas State. I mean right? that that team. Uh, Adrian got them most of the way. Their backup <laughs> they, quarterback. I think they played three different quarterbacks yeah. this year, and they've won. they're all good. They've won. I wish we had that. Yeah, it'd be nice. So it's changing the way the game is distributed. Now you're gonna now you're gonna expand the playoff to twelve teams. That's a lot of teams. It's a lot of football still, which is good. Uh, but you're gonna get these teams that are gonna have a shot at playing a team one they've never played before. Um, they might be playing against the SEC or Big Ten or Big Twelve, and maybe they haven't played one of those teams in twenty years. Maybe you're a group of five that plays in SEC, and maybe you beat them, and yeah. that'd be just absolutely incredible. Casey, the the SEC will absolutely have three to five teams in every year. Oh, 100 percent. Because look where they put LSU with three losses. They were number seven. Th- were they really? It was Alabama, Tennessee, 
Or no, maybe oh, they, they might have dropped a little bit, but they was were Alabama at five, Tennessee at six. I they I had to put USC at seven. Well, no, no, I, I think before uh, before this last week, right? I think they're at seven. But like, dude, you a two or three loss SEC team is getting so much favor. Um, and again, they're a four loss team now. Yeah, they are. So you look at um, Bama and Tennessee, and if somebody was going to get into the playoff, yes, Tennessee got absolutely whooped. By South Carolina. Yep, that's what. But that's what screwed them. But the committee has always said head-to-head matters. They beat Bama, but they put Bama ahead of Tennessee. So I understand why Tennessee fans are mad. I get it. Well, I understand it because that forever, ever since the playoff has started, head-to-head matters. Championships. I was matter. I was absolutely shocked, and I was hoping. That TCU would still be at three because TCU deserved to be that high. They lost in overtime in the Big 12 Championship. And I didn't want them to be at four because I don't want to see Michigan and Ohio State in 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 a rematch in the in the semis. Like if if that's the if that's a rematch in the final, then I'm totally down for it. I think that's the only reason why they didn't jump TCU. hundred percent Nobody wants nobody wants to watch Michigan pummel Ohio State. And you couldn't put Alabama in with two losses when yeah. TCU and, had yes. their the the season that they had. Max Duggins is freaking savage, man. Duggins and um, so I you just couldn't do it. Um, so I'm very intrigued to see. Like we said, it's going to be Georgia and Michigan, and I think I think so. I think it's easy to say Georgia would win that game, but. Without Blake Corum, but yeah. Michigan, guess what? They rule the trenches. <laughs> so and Georgia is no slouch on either side of the ball either. And so they aren't. So it could be a really good matchup. It uh, could actually be pretty fun. I think that's that's probably that might be one of the most watched college football championship games team in the last several years because yes. everybody's sick of Alabama. Every sick. Well, not not Clemson, only that, Ohio I feel State. like. I feel like some of those matchups, you just knew it was going to happen when the game started. You knew who was going to win. You don't want to watch Alabama and Georgia play a rematch in the national championship? Georgia's damn good. Oh, they're, they're absolutely but phenomenal. Michigan is damn good as well. So I really hope those two teams play. I think Ohio State, I don't think they stand a chance. With I think, Georgia? I, I think Stroud's going to throw if a If anything, things. I almost hope that Ohio State wears Georgia out enough that Michigan beats them in the national championship, if you will. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. We know. Uh, we know. Khakis would love it. Um, Heisman, how you feeling about the Heisman? I don't know. Um, how you feeling? <laughs> what? How, you know? I sorry. No, uh, I was talking to Brian. Yeah, but um, st- Stone Cold me a beer here. Woo! Um, oh, that's gonna for Heisman. Um, I thought after last week that Caleb Williams locked it up. Um, and like you had said, the the voting went in to effect like the voting this week. opened the week before your championship games. And so, Why? I think Caleb Williams probably wins it. Um, I think if TCU utilized Max Duggan on third and fourth and goal from the one instead of trying to run the ball and put it in their best player's hands and either he kept it for a touchdown or threw for a touchdown, I think he could be right there. I was really hoping for a little bootleg on the goal line. Me too. Just fake him out. They knew. And And I know he was hurt. But he was... He literally had to jump and go like this. He didn't... Touchdown. He didn't care. He was hurt, and he ran down the sidelines for, like, 55 yards. And then got him a touchdown. That dude he was... He kept it for a touchdown. That dude was bleeding everywhere. He was... He had to be almost like, carried when off they the field. Looked, when they showed him, his face looked like he was going to cry every time they showed him. But he just kept going out there and balling out. Yes. So, I don't know how you don't put it in his hands. Um... I think he probably could have won the Heisman at that moment, only because they would have gone undefeated and won a conference championship and gone to the playoff. Yes, they're still in the playoff, but... I I think your top three are Blake Corum. (laughs) If it was me, throwing a vote out there. Again, I don't don't know everybody in the country. I'm sure there's a lot of really good players. But Blake Corum, even with getting injured, is still up there. Okay. I do think you have Spencer Petras. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> Don't spit out your beer. Uh, no, I think I do think Caleb and Doug. Spencer Petras. <laughs> good one. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, but I do think you're gonna have Caleb Williams, Max Duggan, and I think your third is gonna be Blake Corm. I think those are three. Again, Caleb Williams. You don't think CJ Stroud goes at all? No. I don't think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I think there's at least five or six other quarterbacks that are better than him. Or, even, or even Bryce Young. I don't know if Bryce Young's going to go either. I think he had a good year, but I didn't I didn't pay as much attention to Alabama. Bryce Young is still a hell of a good quarterback. I got nothing He might be the best him. quarterback in the country. But I don't know. It's, I would be surprised if Stetson Bennett doesn't go, to be honest. Or even Stetson Bennett. He hasn't been talked about at all for the No, for he the has not. But I don't know why. Um, I would love to see... I would he's love not, to see him there. He's not flashy. Um, he's probably not going to be a good, you know, he wouldn't be like a good NFL quarterback, but he just like gets it. I don't, he I don't just know, gets, man. He just gets it done. The NFL, he operates and runs the ship so well. I don't I, I don't understand why other people don't think that he's going to be up for it. I don't I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of quarterbacks who we could say we didn't think he'd be a good NFL quarterback, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is okay. an absolute stud. And he's a stud. I mean, look at Mahomes. Mahomes is not your ideal quarterback. Mahomes is maybe one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But he's not your ideal style quarterback. Right. There are quarterbacks now in the NFL that are doing things that have not been done in years. I don't know. Stetson Bennett's a little different than like Patrick he Mahomes. He is. I'm not, I'm not saying he is. I'm saying just the difference of quarterbacks going into the NFL. I mean, I didn't think Jalen Hurts was going to be an NFL quarterback either. Gosh, but look how stuck, Eagle, the Eagles. And so is Tua. Yeah. I, you know, so I, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, what, like Bryce Young. I, I just don't know. Yeah. And I, 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 this year, I don't – like, after last week, I said Caleb, Caleb Williams, after they beat Notre Dame, I said Caleb Williams just won himself the Heisman, and he probably did. But I just don't know who else you put in there that – like, who who deserves it? I hope he doesn't because Lincoln Riley's going to get, you know, whatever. Um, but Hooker definitely would have been up there if he didn't get hurt. And he, and he would definitely be up there if he didn't get hurt. He actually I, probably I totally agree because he was an absolute stud. Yeah. But I just don't know. Like, every year I'm kind of like, yeah, this guy won the Heisman. I know it. But I said that about Caleb Williams, but I just don't believe it anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and so we, we've known this for a long time, that the, the Heisman is really nothing more than the best quarterback in the country anymore. The best player on the best team. Yeah. And the Heisman has been, I don't, I don't really care. I don't care about it anymore. I really don't. Um, the because- last time that I thought – it went to the best player in the country, not on the best team, was when Robert Griffin won it. Yeah. Because Baylor You that Griffin? Yeah. Talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're a media, <laughs> you're a media guy, you phone. Um because they were not the best team that year, but mm-hmm. he was absolutely hands down the best player in college football that year. McCaffrey should have won it. McCaffrey should have won it. Dominican Sue should have won it. Yep. So we, 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 we know <laughs> we can go back that far if you want. But there's a lot of guys that I believe that have been overlooked in the Heisman race because of the team they play on, not because they're not one of the best players in the country. It's because of where they play and what team they're on. And honestly, even when Crouch won it, Miami had 40 guys that went in the draft that year. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was probably a better player on that team that should have won it. But absolutely Crouch, dominant but carried the team on his shoulders. Crouch Big was difference. the best player in the sport that year. Yep. That's why he won it. Um. So, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, Dane, real quick on your, your response to Casey. Yeah, I think Jimmy and I talked about eight teams uh, six to eight teams in the playoff would have been ideal. I'm surprised they went to 12. The Rose Bowl somehow had so much pull in making that decision. Um, Dude, they held out for billions of dollars. I do not understand why they did because there's a cool sunset over the Rose Bowl on that night. Cool. But for billions of dollars, I will never understand We got it. really cool sunsets in Nebraska too. Yeah. I'm just saying. Not in January maybe. It's really cold. So it is cool. But um, – I've said it a thousand times on this show. I think it should be eight, not 12. Eight would be five Power Five Conference champs. Yes, the Power Five Conference champs make it. I don't care if you're seven and five. You win, you're in. I kind of care about that. No, I do too. But, <laughs> but if, you have a, if you're a two-loss okay, conference champ. Look, look at every other sport, baseball, basketball, hockey, volleyball. If you win your conference. Yes championship you would get an automatic bid Auto to bid. the you know the, the next the, next the, tournament the yeah. championship and 
if if you win in football, you should get that opportunity. So if there's eight teams, five Power Five conference champs, one group of five, mm-hmm. and two at large. At large. Yep. What they're gonna do now, I think, is five Power Five conference champs. I think automatically make it in. Oh yeah. I think in the in the twelve. Oh yeah. I think whether you're six and six and you win your conference championship, for, you make for, it. In. For example, yesterday, if LSU would have beat Georgia yes, at, seven, they at seven and or at eight and three, nine and three, going yeah. to nine and three after the win with three losses, they would have been in in this scenario. Absolutely. I, I think it's the Power Five conference champs. I think it has, and a, they would have beat the number. I one think it's the highest group of five conference champ, and then six at largest. You could potentially see. Some low-level D1 teams get in. Your your non-Power 5 teams getting better shots now. Or you can see five SEC teams. Think, think of – yeah. But think of your um, – who are some of the teams that probably should have been in that didn't get the chance because there's only four teams? Who have we seen in Over the, the years? Yes, Boise State. Didn't get in. We finally saw Cincinnati. Look at – um, because they're the best corner in the country. <laughs> yes. Uh, who was uh, who was the team? Was it last year or two years ago? Um, that's your Cincinnati, my dad. No, I know. Must have been two um, years ago. Man, I'm trying to think of who they because they did good in baseball too. Um, now I'm trying. Okay, I, whatever. We'll move on from there. But there's there's been some teams that you get some at large bids that are not that are not power five teams. Yeah. Well, and even even that, you get teams, you know, that like 9 to 12 spots. They might be teams that dealt with injuries early or lost early and made their comeback. Like yeah. Tennessee, like if Tennessee was in this playoff and Hooker was uh, healthy, I mean, I think, they could, I think they could literally make a run yeah. to win this national championship this year. The chance clears. Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, yes. God, thank you. And yes, college baseball. College I get baseball. You. I get you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna make it more fun because um, it's just been to me. It's just been like eight teams have or are, are, are in there every year, and that's that's yeah. it. And it's just like not fun. Yeah, I you know, and I'm, maybe it sucks because we suck. But if we can get true. better, it might be different. But it's when it's the same teams every year. And there's so much bias towards those teams. Yes. Like, I legitimately thought Alabama might make it into the playoff today. I think a lot of people were thinking that that they could have screwed things up and did that, but I'm glad they didn't. I'm certainly glad they didn't. They did it right. You got it right, committee. Good job. I commend you. You did very well this time. Um, not anything else, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what our staff can do. I'm excited about what Rule's going to bring to Nebraska and how he's going to rule the trenches. Again, you can get this at Husker House, which Johnny Rogers is there right now signing autographs. So three, which is where I'm going after this, to get the helmet signed. Brian and I are going if Brian wants to. Um, but very excited uh, about what the staff's going to bring to the table. Again, it's it's a fresh start, and I think if you look at anything other than a fresh start, then you're, you're not looking at the right way. And um, that's that's the only way to look at. Hey, it's a fresh start again. We're wiping the slate clean, just like we did when Frost came in. Except hopefully we get a better result this time. Well, and and I hope people can just be like a little bit patient. Like I know I, I want to win. I want to win. That's all I care about. If we go, you know, four and eight next year, people are going to call for Matt Rule's head. I get it. I'll be right there with you. But they would time, they they would have done the same thing with any coach. At the same time. It's a it's a process. Like we got to build this thing up from the ground. So if we don't win next year, it is what it is. Like what? Just be patient. Just be patient. That's all yep. I got. Yeah, Dan, he does have one hell of a challenge. Oh, he definitely does. This is the hardest job he's come into. Which is why I think the guys he's bringing in are gonna have an immediate impact just because of the plethora of experience they have at the college level and the nfl level you are bringing in guys that are game changers i think for our kids to be better and to win games hell of a challenge he's got a lot of support around him he has trev alberts backing him for eight years yeah for eight years he's got and i really hope that 
that doesn't in two years cost you know him and Trav their jobs because people will get impatient. Like, yeah. just be patient. Let's. We let's sucked. We've sucked for so long. Let's just build this thing up. We can't suck again. We can't suck any worse. We really can't. We really can't. We really can't. You can't get much worse other than maybe going one and eleven. That's probably the worst you can do. So I don't think. Yes, biggest challenge of his career. Big challenge for him and his coaching staff. He has a lot of support. A lot of support. And all the people that don't like the hire, get used to it. He's here. He's our coach. Yep. Be excited about him. Be hopeful. You don't, have to, you don't have to be optimistic. You don't have to be head over heels about the hire. But he's our coach. And we already bought shirts with his name on yeah, it. Yeah, we did. And if you listen to him talk... You can't not like the guy. Yes. He <laughs> He's just trying to get us back on track. And I know it's going to take some time. Yep. And he knows that. And he knows that people around here don't want that. So he's going to try to win right away. Yeah. So I like that too. That's why I think we'll go hard in the portal yep. and get a lot of players and just try to get this thing rolling. Absolutely. And two average guys, we're not going anywhere either. Oh, absolutely not. If we've been through it. For the worst of times, we're going to be through it in the best of times. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a song about that, but that was very cliche, very corny, but that's what I do. Ask my wife. Go Big Red. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys. So shot Colorado. You got it, Casey. I didn't get that. So go Big Red. We love you guys. Thanks for coming out. This is not our last show. We're coming back. Uh, we're, we're still working on Janovich. Um, he's got to just call me back. Uh, and then Brandon Kenny, we're gonna get him on the show. Brandon Kenny has been here, you know, he's been here a few times. Yep. He's we'll, we'll the get best. him back. We so, love him. So, so thank you, Husker fans. Uh, two average guys. We're done for today. Gonna go get Johnny's autograph, and we'll see y'all maybe in a couple weeks. We'll yeah, play we'll it out. We'll see let you know. next time. We'll let you know. Go be great. Thank you very much. We love your song, too. Go be great. Okay, Fitbit. Let's... <laughs>